I speak to you in the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. To be completely honest with you, I think I disapprove of myself. See, Facebook is your public persona. A priest has an obligation to use the space in the same way as you would use a pulpit. So the unfiltered rant about the ephemeral is very unwise. Instead, Facebook needs to serve the gospel. It is part of our work of the kingdom. I posted a picture taken of me by Sophia. Now, Sophia, some of you know, she worked in the Flamingo. She took care of some of your children. She's my so-called 16-year-old, 19-year-old daughter. My wife and I were guardians for one year when her parents in Germany sent her to enjoy the American higher ed uh, educational experience. And she had taken this great picture of me going down an escalator in Amtrak with my balding center of my head right in the middle of the photo. I loaded it up onto Facebook with the caption, oh dear, I'm bold, old age has arrived. The comments came hard and fast. <laughs> Dr. Heaney thought it was a crestfallen halo. Dr. Goldman, Executive Director of the Washington Theological Consortium, that's one reason God made hats. <laughs> Chris Exley, Senior, <laughs> grass doesn't grow on a busy street. <laughs> Our board member, Doug Wigner, suggested just call it a double cow lick and leave it at that. <laughs> Dr. Amy Dyer, you could shave your head, then you'll be one of the cool guys again. <laughs> Our readings today place the challenge of aging into a beautiful context. They're an invitation to see ourselves within the stream of life, to recognize our interdependence on each other, to see that we all have a role to play, to appreciate the work of those who've gone before, on whose work we build, and to see that as we age, others are coming behind us to build on what we're doing. In numbers, it's a literal journey in the wilderness on the way to the promised land. And amidst the grumbling and frustrations of the journey, we're reminded that God is present, inviting some to prophesy and bring a word from God to that moment on the journey. In the epistle, Paul is clear. We all make our contribution, but God must get the credit. I planted, Apollos watered, 
but God gave the growth. And in the gospel, Jesus pushes back just a little on our culture of self-care by insisting that his meal break is service for the kingdom. And then in a lovely moment, he invokes local wisdom captured in sayings. The work, says Jesus, is shared. Some sow and others reap and both should rejoice. If you stand in the Ottocan room of the chapel, then you will be in one of the few places in America, perhaps, where you can see four centuries of architecture. On the right is Oakwood from the 18th century. In front of you is Mead, Aspinwall Hall, and Boland from the 19th century. To the left is Sparrow and the Welcome Center from the 20th century. And of course, the room you're standing in, this building, is from the 21st century. Four centuries of architecture, different buildings for different times, each a result of effort and hard work, and all now serving the mission of this seminary. It looks like we have a perfect witness to the theme of we all play our roles and we all work together for the kingdom. Yet, yet, as you look at those buildings, each one tells a different story and some of those stories are disturbing. Slave quarters are visible in Oakwood. Aspinwall Hall was built by slaves rented from Mount Vernon. And if you look at the data for buildings of that size and scale in the 19th century, it's almost certain that there were victims who fell and certainly were injured and perhaps fell and died. This was a long time before the safety standards of the latter part of the 20th century. So we need to recognize the stream of human existence is always a combination of striving for good and living with sin. And let it be said, embedded in the history of this institution is the deep sin of slavery. As we start our preparations for our bicentennial, we're already seeking to recognize our complex past and use the moment to renew our conviction for a future that is deeper in our commitment to our baptismal covenant. Much as we might love Aspinwall Hall as our logo, our new bicentennial logo captures our history because, of course, the window frames are the 1881 chapel, and then you have representations of the three Trinity windows of the new chapel. It captures our history and our commitment to worship. We're changing the banners around the campus to use this new logo. All of this represents symbolically a desire 
to take that which is good from our past and to seek to live into the future that God is opening up for us. A future where we recognize the intrinsic equality of all and the deep resource that all can bring to the building of the kingdom. So brothers and sisters, whether or not you're finding that the signs of aging are becoming visible, we're all invited at the start of this new academic year to place all we do in context. We're in the business of service. We need to give our work to God. We need to recognize sin where it is and name it and ask God to forgive and redeem our lives so that we can enter ever more deeply into our baptismal covenant. Amen.